baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I'm Debbie Monterey, along with Tom Ackerman. Total Information AM continues, and there is a new Gallup poll that's revealing some striking numbers about the physical health of Americans, including growing trends in obesity and diabetes. And a lot of those notable increases have come since the pandemic. Joining us is Dan Witters, Research Director for Gallup's National Health and Wellbeing Index, Dan, I guess it's maybe not a surprise that we just keep getting fatter as a nation, but tell us about our obesity and diabetes numbers. Yeah, good morning, Debbie. Tom, happy holidays to you and your listenership. Um, that These are trends that have been going on, of course, for decades. Um, obesity is way higher now than it was, say, in 1970. Since Gallup's been tracking it as part of the Wellbeing Index since 2008, it's really, it's really gotten higher in recent years. We've noticed a significant uptick. About 25% of U.S. adults were classified by Gallup as obese back in 2008. Now we're up close to 40%. And if you, if, if you do the quick math on 258 million American adults, that's just shy of 100 million that are now obese. And if you compare it, if you use that 2008 rate, just say, just say, we held it steady. We didn't get any worse. We would have had 33 million fewer Americans who are obese today than we would have if we managed to hold it at the 2008 rate. Diabetes, in turn, to your question, uh, you know, it also uh, continues to increase across pretty much all age groups. If you're obese, you're four times more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes than if you're of normal weight. And so as that obesity number climbs, it just drags the diabetes up with it. We're now up to 13.6% in Gallup's most recent estimates. That compares to about 10.5% back in 2008. So that's, you know, that's three percentage points. And that's about a 30% increase in diabetes uh, over the course of the last 15 years. Really uh, shocking uh, and troubling. I just wanted to go back really quickly because you you dropped out for just a bit. So I just want to make sure we got those numbers right. But you said in 2008, 25% of Americans were obese. And in this most recent survey, it's 40%. And could you diet, could you dis- define obesity? If 40% of Americans are obese, what is defined as obese? Sure. So we're, we're just shy of 40. We'll ask people for their height and weight and compute self-report BMI. Gallup doesn't do any in-home clinical measurements. Um, so our estimates tend to be a little bit lower than official government estimates. Um, but that, that 13% increase um, since 2008 means that 33 million more people are obese now than would have been had that rate held steady. Diabetes, 13.5% uh, is also up by three points since 2008, about a 30% increase in diabetes. What about other countries? I mean, is the U.S. an outlier here? What about other countries? 
It's it, uh, that's a great question. Tom. It's significant in other countries. The U.S. is is way up on the high end spectrum of the percent that are obese. But if you look throughout Europe, you look at UK, you look at Germany, you look at France, a lot of our peer countries in the European obesity is very significant. It's high. Yeah, it's typically north of 30% now. Uh, they tend to be lower than we are. Their smoking rates tend to be higher. Uh, we're down to about 10% smokers now. That's way down from the peak of about 45% back in 1950. Um, so you kind of get that trade-off. Obesity higher here, smoking a little lower than some of those peer countries. When it comes to the increase in obesity and rates of diabetes in the United States, is there an age range? Is there a specific group where we're seeing the most increase or is it across the board? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Young adults, if, if, you, if you just look at, say, 2019 to 2023, kind of pre-pandemic into our sort of uh, post-pandemic COVID era, um, the, the young folks under the age of 30 have stayed inside the margins where about 30% of them are, we would classify as obese right now. That's the lowest out of all the age groups. The groups that have really increased are those in, in kind of the middle, the 45 to 64 year olds and the 30 to 44 year olds have increased by eight percentage points and six percentage points respectively. So if you're in that 45 to 64 range, that's where I'm at, uh, about 45% of those folks are now obese in the United States. And so, I mean, we're staring down one out of two, which is uh, really startling. Anything else jump out at you uh, about this, Dan, that, that is startling? Well, when we, when we looked at some of those antecedents to obesity and diabetes, obesity is a thing that drives diabetes. Uh, uh, looking at the eating habits, one of the things really changed is that the uh, we ask a simple question: Did you eat healthy all day yesterday? And again, um, the, the, this was about fifty-two percent in twenty nineteen. You fast forward to twenty twenty-three, it's down to about forty-six percent. That's a statistically significant decline. Same thing with produce consumption. That's that's way off. We're at forty-two percent today that are getting uh, these five servings of fruits and veggies at least four days a week. That's down from 50% in 2019, an eight-point drop. And again, that 45 to 64 and 30 to 44-year-old groups are the ones that have really come down. The, the, the formal exercise habits, that has held steady. Getting to the gym, going into the workout room, getting in your workout, that's good. But the heating, the eating has worsened. And, and associated with it is a question we ask about feeling active and productive every day. That's natural, just having energy to get about and do your things each day. That's come way down, about eight percentage points down to only about 42% who agree that they feel active and productive every day. So I think if you look at the things that feed in to these really troubling trends with obesity and diabetes, it's not the formal exercise, but it is the eating coming through and on the other end of the pandemic. And then that, that, that daily natural movement, having the energy to move around. Those are, I think, the big three, uh, eating healthy, produce consumption, and natural movement have all really worsened. 
that's driving those other two numbers up. So we're eating less healthy post-pandemic. It seemed like during the pandemic with people stuck at home, people were cooking more, which I thought, well, maybe that's a good sign. Maybe we were eating better while we were at home and now we're back to our regular lives and just snacking and eating fast food. I, you know, I, I think so. The, the coming through the, you know, that's a good observation. We, like everybody else, we ate at home all the time during the pandemic. It seemed like we were eating pretty healthy. I think we came through it okay. But a lot of people were not in the same boat. The other part is, is that, um, we, you know, mental health really worsened through the pandemic. Gallup is, uh, we recently reported on this, has clinical diagnoses of depression now at an all-time high, uh, again, dating back many years. 29% of adults have been diagnosed with depression in their lifetime. 18% of American adults currently have or currently being treated for depression. Those those mental health effects, Debbie, I think had, you know, leaders of organizations and communities and elected officials really started focusing on mental health. Everyone seems like they kind of took their eye off the ball as far as the, the blocking and tackling the basic physical health. Also, mental health and physical health are deeply intertwined with one another. One is good, it helps the, the odds of the other one being good. So I think the depression getting worse has a lot to do with uh, those eroding habits. It has a lot to do with people um, demonstrating less energy um, in their daily lives. I think those things are, are really intertwined. Dan, we appreciate this very much. Dan Witter is the research director of Gallup National Health and Wellbeing Index in Omaha, Nebraska. Have a great day, and thank you for the information. Thanks for having me. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.